Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Let's, let's do it here. It's okay. the Brad and Brit cast. Thanks for joining us. We'll be here, uh, not all day, but just uh, for the next hour. So eat quickly and get out. <laughs> We're in the one thirty hour Wednesday afternoon, and and uh, as as you can see, Britt, this is a this is a oh. big big list today. We're going with quantity, not quality today, ladies and gentlemen. And as we say on Passover, why is this show any different than any <laughs> other damn show? We all right, here you go. You know, if a handshake agreement, if you can't rely on Donald Trump's word, what hope is there? Right. Uh, John Eastman's losing his law license, so you don't have to lose yours. Yeah. Uh, Texas, where everything's bigger and stupider. Mm-hmm. The Leonard Bernstein, Bradley Cooper, Jew face crisis blows up again. TV goes down the newspaper rat hole. Trump can't run. He's too fat. Plus, there's that 14th Amendment thing. Right. Um, uh, Two bears bring out the hedges. Sriracha crisis deepens as the temperature rises. And always look on the blind side of life. Oh, that's a weird one. Oh, man. So many, so many choices. So many of them are so good. Can we do it? Because I'm I'm really going to this one blind. I'm not aware of the Jew face crisis. Can we get into that one? Oh, really? Yeah. Now, now, see, this first, this first came up uh, about a year ago when they started to make the movie. And this is Bradley Cooper starring as uh, the great Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Steen. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) And. And back then, it was it was already out that that uh, he was using a, a little prosthetic nose to make his nose look a little bit bigger, and that of course turned into racism. Uh, Sarah Silverman yelling "Jew face!" They're making him into Jew face because you have to have a big nose if you're a Jew. And we all right. <laughs> you know the. Now, uh... You, you, when you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, right? No, they there's do the same thing with Oppenheimer. Well, there's a fair amount of Jews in that movie, and I don't know if they actually did do anything to people. Well, because a, a, as you know, it's actually true. Every Jew, every every, every <laughs> damn one, they're, yeah. they're all the same. All right. Anyway, <laughs> not the point. Not yeah. the point. So this happened uh, to pop up about a year ago, and then it went away. Because you can only pound on a stupid thing like that for so many days. Well, now the movie's about to come out. And uh, this might be analogous to the uh, Washington Redskins crisis. And let's not get even even get into the fact that apparently the new owners are ready to go back to Redskins. Okay. It's, yeah. That's, it's that's just a different. That's yeah, just forget that. That's not, not let's, let, let's keep down the road of Jew face. Right. Um, but if you recall when the Redskins were going through the, uh, what is about a 25 year yeah. <laughs> agonizing, uh, uh, canning of the name, there were always lots of, uh, tribal people, Indians themselves, uh, various nations of, uh, Indian who said, we, we don't care. We're cool. Don't bother us. 
But that didn't matter because, as you know, in America, I can be more offended for you than you can be offended for yourself, even if you're the so-called offended party, because I know more than you about you, and I know what you should be offended about, so I will fix the problem. Thus, no more Washington Redskins. And this is the same story now with Leonard Bernstein. His kids, his children, who must be about 70 now, right? He's got several of them. They say they are perfectly fine with uh, Bradley Cooper's portrayal of their father. And, and believe me, when you see the picture of Bradley Cooper with a, a, a slightly larger nose, you wouldn't even know it unless no. somebody told you that they did this, okay? Because yeah. he somehow manages to still be a pretty damn handsome guy. <laughs> and my God, Leonard Bernstein, that was one of the most handsome men in the history of men right you couldn't, just, you couldn't fuck this up if you tried he's, right. he's got some striking features for sure i and yes. I, thanks thanks to sarah silverman to, to go for going nuts over this whole situation yeah. I'm, I'm glad netflix put out the teaser <laughs> netflix put out the teaser the co-star is carrie mulligan okay. uh, by the way she also uh, has a she's also Jew. no she doesn't. <laughs> it's a fearless love story between leonard bernstein and uh, felicia uh, Montalgre Cohn Bernstein, who he must have married, unless it was an accident. She had the same last name. In a statement posted online, his children, three of them, Jamie Alexander and Nina Bernstein, said that the actor included, the actor being Bradley Cooper, included the family along every step of his amazing journey as he made his film about our father. You see, in a normal world, Britt, that would be the end of this story, right? Because yeah. you don't get to be more offended the on family. behalf of, of Judaism, stereotypes, <laughs> and, 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 th than the children who obviously see a completely legitimate resemblance and, and look so... It's just I, so stupid. I have a, it's so stupid. I, I have a concept that I'm working on if I ever get around to doing it. Uh, it's called gotcha culture. And it's very different than the cancel culture. I find that this exists a lot in um, the public sector and in public safety, but I think it happens at every workplace. And gotcha, gotcha culture is essentially when you wait in the weeds for someone to make a mistake, and then you feel that you have license to insult them personally insult their family insult them in any way possible in this case i think this is gotcha culture for sarah silverman uh waiting in the weeds trying to look for something that really isn't a thing is what i, I think this is just my opinion well maybe you should call it trumpcha culture instead of gotcha <laughs> you, you saw the film have you ever seen the film tropic thunder this is the one where uh robert downey jr plays a black guy and they put, you know, this was this was like 15, 20 years ago. Have you ever yeah, seen back this when film? blackface was cool? Yeah. Well, uh, in the same film, now Tom Cruise plays an overtly Jewish character in the film, and and somehow people all these years later, they they don't get as offended or don't talk about that as much as they talk about Robert Downey Jr. doing the blackface thing. I'm going to show a picture here in just a moment of what they did to uh, Tom Cruise to make him look quote-unquote jewish that's how they, that's what they did to him and they put a bodysuit on him that's at least i don't know a hundred pounds 
beyond what he normally is. So that, that oh, I'd never know that was him. I'd never know that was him. That's Tom Cruise. I didn't know that was him. Yeah. People, of course, in the in the audio medium are screwed, but they balded him and they put some glasses on him. I don't know. The nose looks a little done. I don't know what they've done with his hands. His hands look gigantic in the photo that we're showing. Anyway, that's what they did to Tom Cruise to make him look like an overtly sort of Jewish agent type of character who yells at people and wants people to be on the set and all all of that shit. Very similar to the very similar to the Ari Gold character on Entourage. Yeah. Last yeah, sure. year, when stars were starting to speak about the movie and the stills of the film were first released, notice how I made a mistake and tried to cover it up Trump-like there? <laughs> many, many Jews said that the choice to give him the exaggerated nose played into anti-Semitic stereotypes. Cooper, who is directing the film, as well as starring in it, has not addressed the criticism since they were first raised that's right. May of 22. It was a year ago. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who is Jewish, reportedly was in talks to play Leonard Bernstein, but lost out to Cooper. Now, what's up with that? Huh? <laughs> huh? Bradley Cooper can't play a Jew. He, oh, we're into that again. It's got to stop. I want to. I probably should. I probably shouldn't tell you this story, but I'm going to anyway. I was with. Uh, somebody, uh, when, when I was dating someone, do when I know this person? Yeah, you do. It was the, oh. And it was, uh, it was when the, um, that whole thing happened about the, the governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer getting in trouble with the call girls. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that whole thing. And we were, I might as well just say it. We were on vacation down in Florida. That was back when I would go to spring training a lot and we were together. And that story in one day we were able to, as we were driving around the state, hear it kind of advance and advance and advance and we were doing something and we were in public and i said well the girl who's who's the girl and the person i was with pointed to her nose to indicate to me that she thought the person was jewish not that she was in the mafia but to, to indicate that she thought the the girl that he was uh, the call girl was jewish <laughs> odd yeah, that's it's been a that's while. a reach. That's yeah. a real reach. We were in public or something, and then I go, "What about the girl?" And she just pointed. Oh, oh, that's what you were going for. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we, uh, we we wish the the uh, movie does does but now uh, uh, this is a Netflix. I don't know whether it's going straight to Netflix or they're going to put it in the theater first. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll look forward to that. Uh, Okay, how about John Eastman's losing his law license so you don't have to lose yours? I yeah, do it. John well, Eastman, one doing... of the more he's one of the more boneheaded lawyers that are involved with this whole situation. It's unfair to try to pick one out, but I guess it is. Yeah. It is. And you know what I haven't heard about for a long time? The uh Green Bay sweep. The oh, Peter right. Navarro Green Bay sweep. Notice how that guy's gone silent. I wonder when well, his name is going to pop back. You up. haven't heard the last. I'm sure it's going to come up in, I don't know, a court proceeding or seven. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, John Eastman is uh, back in court today, being Wednesday, for hearing on whether he should be disbarred in California. But he's claiming now that this is getting in the way of his 
being indicted, or is it being indicted is getting in the way of his being disbarred in it's California tough. for it's the tough. reason that he got indicted? That's like a Paul Harvey. Guess what? John Eastman is being <laughs> indicted for, for, and now he's getting he's getting disbarred, and he can't go to his disbarment because he's being indicted. Paul Harvey, good day. Right? Is is my alcoholism getting in the way of my job, or is my job getting in the way of my alcoholism? It's difficult. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, the California bar is using the indictment in Georgia as further evidence as to why he shouldn't be allowed to practice law. That's not fair because that just happened. Okay. If you're going to disbar him, it has to be over stuff that he did around the election. It can't be, it can't be the fact that uh, two years later, he's now being charged with what he did. You, you got to ferret out the facts yourself, California bar. So you have a, you have a timing issue here. So the Trump was indicted too slow. It was like two years too late. And this yeah. guy's being rushed to judgment too quickly. Is that, is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yes. In my uh, <laughs> mentally ill statute of limitations. concept, <laughs> Leave John Eastman alone. You've no doubt. And we've all no doubt seen the, uh, the story about the, the attorneys, for Donald Trump, who uh, are are getting stiffed, not even dramatically, right. not even uh, not not even surprisingly, are he, they've raised a, a quarter of a billion of dollars off of this stuff, and the attorneys have gotten butkus. <laughs> well, no, let's let's uh, let's not just uh, uh, say it like that, because remember that's the money that uh, Captain Fleece Trump managed to shake down out of the simps and saps and morons of this country yeah right after the election didn't he didn't he have some name for it the the donald trump uh election integrity fund right it was some, something like that remember the uh you rubes have very little money send it all to me fund is what it is no uh, and and then there's all these reports about giuliani being completely broke and now he's got massive legal bills to a nicer guy, it could not happen, correct? Yeah. Um, so he promised, I guess, a bunch of these lawyers that were uh, associated with this. I didn't even use the word fundraising effort because it's not that. It's not a fundraise. Stop it. It's just pathetic. It's just ripping well, people off. The sad, I mean, the sad um, thing is, like, right now, the deadliest wildfire in U.S. history. Should I send 20 bucks to Donald Trump or should I send 20 bucks to, to La Hyena to try? Well, yeah, you know, I think that Trump needs that more money. That is such a horribly excellent point. <laughs> I mean, come on. It really is. It really is. But, but, Britt, you know what? You know, if Biden don't care, he, you know, he won't talk about it. And, you know, next week he's going out there. Why? Because we forced him on the five. We we made fun of him on the five. And now he's going out there, not because he wants to, because we made him. We you know, win this one. We own that lib, didn't we? <laughs> you know, if I ever felt that Joe Biden for one second said, oh, my God, gut fields on to me. I got to do it. If I ever felt like he was motivated to do anything by that piece of shit, I would maybe take a hard look at RFK Jr. Wait a minute. No, I wouldn't. Several of the attorneys who spearheaded Trump's frenzied effort to overturn the results, this is newspeak, of course, of the uh, election and failed 
to collect payment for the work they did for Trump's political operation, according to testimony to congressional investigators and the Federal Election Commission records are going to do what to Donald Trump now? Tell me what they're going to do. Are they going to sue him? Come on. Come on. I mean, I'd like to see it. I'd love to see it. But this is what one of those lawyers, of course, is Rudy Giuliani, who had a handshake agreement. If a handshake agreement with Donald Trump, the greatest president in the history of the world, the only honest man, the only person who's been telling me the truth for the last eight years, which is why I will support him come hell or high water against this incredibly stupid, unfair witch hunt which is the weaponization of the U.S. Justice Department by an out-of-control Marxist-Leninist bunch of creeps. If you can't trust Donald Trump, who can you trust? <laughs> well, this is what you did to your life. You, as, as an attorney, you took the years of hard work, you know, allegedly that you did in order to be an attorney, and then uh, you passed the bar at, you know, great effort, many years of practice in some case, not that many in others, you you shot the long shot with this guy. I'm assuming at some point you thought you were the money was going to rain down from the sky. There had to be some reason you were doing this. And now, no, these are true believers, Britt. <laughs> well, they can truly believe in bankruptcy because that's that's what they're headed for right now. Because they're, I think that's to me one of the funnier things is, is that th- these assholes went all in and now they're not even getting paid. Now you're pretty dumb at this point if you don't go in without getting your retainer up front in a you know an airlock yeah, account Ruth, that's now nobody knew back then that you couldn't yeah. trust donald Trump oh, to live yeah. up to his word when he said i'll gladly pay you tuesday for a hamburger today now if if uh and i know you're old enough to remember one day ago when we played the famous uh two-week medley you know we the two-week we, we should put that up on my face that that is one of the great uh it is medleys of it and it's it's three minutes long i didn't count how many times they they uh, got trump saying he would do something anything in the next two weeks you'll find out about it in the next two weeks uh, we're working on it the plan is going to be revealed in the next two weeks <sighs> he probably said that to these guys these lawyers probably. yeah Check i'll shake your hand we'll yeah. sign a deal in two weeks We'll get back in two weeks, right? And they all, you know, they never are going to say right to his face, hey, fuck face, your infrastructure plan was supposed to start in two weeks. Your health care plan was supposed to be introduced in two weeks, and it never came. It went four years. Remember the old, remember the old joke that you probably heard when you were in high school, the three big lies? <laughs> Yeah, this is the fourth. No, he's this is it. The check with the the checks in the mail. I love you, and I'm I'm too polite in mixed society to tell you what the third one was. But it was ribald, and it was locker room talk. (laughs) Uh, Let's do TV goes down the rat hole with newspapers. Sure. Um, you probably saw this. It's been circulating for oh, about two days the nielsen corporation which counts heads people watch tv people listen to the radio they count everything traditional tv usage which means broadcast tv and uh regular cable tv right mm-hmm. uh legacy tv they like to call it uh the kind of tv that you watch and there's 
very often commercial breaks in there that you can't zip past because you're watching something live or anyway. Uh, that amount of TV watching totaled less than 50% of all television watching last month, July, for the first time ever. Usage among pay TV customers, pay TV meaning your local cable outlet, direct TV, right? Uh, fell to 29.6%. Broadcast dropped down to 20%. So add that up, you get 49.6. That's how you get it. Streaming made up 39% of the uh, 50% left there. And then the other 12%, 11%, that always is part of the don't understand the question, don't know what TV is. No, they're probably playing video games or doing doing something else but uh, um, what I see here is television headed uh, you know regular television the the kind that I probably watch way more than than most people proportionally you know I have all all the streaming services I got them all we have Netflix and Hulu and we watch a lot of that but we all you know I watch the news channels all day long too so that's regular legacy TV but I see that uh uh regular quote-unquote regular traditional television is going to go the way of newspapers which is circulation goes down fewer people watching it advertising continues to dry up or they can't get as much for it while it's there because the audience is smaller and that will mean smaller budgets so the programming will get more spartan it will look faker it will be papered over they will use artificial intelligence if they whatever they're going to do, and it's going to be like your local newspaper, at least the one in our neighborhood, which is called a ghost paper. They're all over the country. These are newspapers that have about five reporters in a metropolitan area of a million people to cover the the uh, city, and all they do is print stuff from the Associated Press and shit from out of town and generic pap, and they throw it together. And it's called a newspaper. And that's what TV is going to become very, very soon. Maybe not in the next two years, but I can't imagine what it's going to look like 10 years from now. What do you think? Well, uh, just think about what you said and lay it over the idea of local news for television in a, a, Same thing. a market. Absolutely. Imagine they, those guys have gotten pummeled over the years. They used to be able to count on those retransmission fees from cable and satellite. And now as people cut, 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 cut the cord, that's a, that's a revenue stream that is not available but, to them. Well, but that, that is the main reason. Yeah. That isn't even, uh, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, it's just, it's just all dreck. I mean, Britt, I don't watch that much of our local TV news. I really don't. I, I watch way, the, I watch way more than you do, as it turns out. Okay, all right. So you're gonna you're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about here. They will run on our local TV news a package, uh, a segment, and it'll be way too long, and it'll be about something that happened yeah. in Manitoba, in Canada, or in Montana, a local story. It goes on and on and on and on. Um, it has no relationship to what we're doing. No, it'll go. Yeah, in our lives where we are, and they—it's they, just filling time. They're just no. killing time. It's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent correct. But they'll—they'll they'll tease you on 
one woman was abducted from a grocery store and it'll happen, you yes. know, in Valencia, yes. California or something. And that might yes. seem like it was just down the street. So um, maybe and then they do the they do the same. It's already here. It's already oh. here, really. Oh, it's in a market like ours, for sure, which is not a small market, but it's also not a large market. Um, and it's not a destination market for a lot of people. It's all, there are a lot of people who are getting out of school with a couple of years experience who come here and they may have crushing student loans. But the minute they start working here, they don't care. They're not going to try to make connections and try to learn cops names and try to learn this city council. They don't care. They've got a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe in student debt, and they're sending their tapes out immediately tapes. Hello. Welcome to 1994. <laughs> they're Thanks, sending man. their. They're, they're sending their resumes and their recordings and their stuff out to uh, Dallas and Miami and Atlanta and Chicago, all of that shit. They're doing all of that stuff. Well, see, but here's the point. If it's not any better in major markets yeah. anymore, Britt, yeah, no, that's it's just that, as bad. It's, it's, it's a, it's a different level of suck. It's a better level of suck, but it's still suck, but not much. Yeah. It's, it's they, still, they it's still suck. Same thing. They I see. This is what thing. I see on, on local news. Thank God for violent crime, because that allows them to do the same story 114 times. They had this meeting in this town to talk about violent crime. They had this meeting in this town to talk about violent crime. So they do that a hundred yeah. times. This is the story I want you to look for. If you ever stumble across local news in our market, I think it's happening a lot of places. Neighbors in Finland City here are concerned about speeding in this residential neighborhood. They'll do it in Ashboro. They'll do it in Kernersville. They'll do it in Greensboro. They'll do it in Burlington. They'll do it in Mayadan. They'll do it in Stoneville. Yeah, they'll do it, see, I mean, Britt, it, here's the problem. The, the chances that it's going to be that local aren't that good. It could be people are upset in Albuquerque over speeding in a neighborhood. That's right. And then we see the story here. And we're What's supposed it? to go, well, you know, that, that that's the same thing. I, I feel that's true here, but it didn't cost the, the TV station any no, it's cheap. money at all to run it because they're owned by the same humongous conglomerate, Nexstar, those other fucking bullshit, uh, Sinclair. That Sinclair, shit. for sure. Oh, Sinclair was cheap before it was. I mean, <laughs> we used to yeah. make all, remember they we used to make all this. It. We used to make all those jokes when we were working for Don Brett, Curtis. About, we're never going to get jobs at Sinclair now. <laughs> when we used to make those jokes about uh, Don Curtis back when everybody started cutting stuff, and, <laughs> and we were like, "Well, he was in this space a long time before you guys. He knows how to be cheap way better than you, you big conglomerates do." And it's the same thing for Sinclair. They've always been chintzy cheap ass motherfuckers from from the drop those guys have been cheap as shit i also i, I want to point this out for uh we have uh most and, and most markets do our fox affiliate has an hour-long 10 o'clock newscast and then they reset at 11 they start doing an 11 o'clock newscast i dare you i dare you to watch the last 20 minutes of that newscast sometime. <laughs> no. i'm a captive i'm a captive audience i'm on mute i can't go anywhere they do like the regular news, sports, all that shit, which and weather and everything, which is fine. Yeah. And then about 20 minutes of, hey, look at this company in blah, 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 making peanuts and dill pickles together. Look, and, and they'll do, and, or, or they'll do, hey, it's the, it's the Fox 8 technology update. And it'll be like, is Apple really going to put the end call button back in the middle yeah. of the screen? I don't oh, know. It's, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. <laughs> it's just, it's absolute fucking death. The last 20 minutes of that cast. Right. It's unbelievable. Well, they, they put that stuff together in a mindset that, 
it's still 1962 and you only have three channels and you need to get all of your information about everything from your local newscast. And if you're at that point, you know, you're, you're probably just a few way, a few years away from the grave anyway. If you're, if you're someone that there's an opportunity in the marketplace, if you're someone that can put together uninformative, inoffensive bullshit that runs for about five or six minutes and you can do that on a regular basis, yeah, you could probably supply some money. You could probably supply some programming to these people. Yeah. If you can do that, if you can do that very cheaply and it can be done, you're going to, you're probably going to have your stuff on a couple hundred stations. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Maui and Sriracha, Maui and Sriracha. Yeah. Um, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear that regardless of the actual cause of the fire, whether it was a a down power line or some idiot with a campfire who didn't put it out correctly. And then it, you know, it, it blew up into what it blew up into i mean yeah that might be the reason the fire started but it 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 spread the way it did because of climate change and the change in the the grass and everything is growing on the hawaiian islands now it's turned into this dry shit and they haven't had as much enough rain and the vegetation has changed it's almost as if you know like hawaii is turning into a desert atmosphere in front of i mean when you thought of the word lush you would think hawaii that's that's all and whenever you would go there you you would always be amazed i mean we were there what three years ago we were not on maui we're on Kauai, um which is always considered to be the it's like the green island it's the it's it's, uh not quite as overdeveloped as some of the others but it's beautiful Uh, but maybe Kauai even looks different by now i don't know but it's happening faster than anybody thought it was going to. And I'm still waiting for the collective apology to Al Gore. When is that going to come? Yeah. Yeah. When I is that going to so. come? And and why isn't he, I, I don't want him to come on television or get interviewed and go, la, 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 la. I told you when that's not what it's all about, but I'd like to hear from him now. I would like to hear from him. Uh, which moves us right over to Sriracha. This is amazing. This is a story that's been popping back and forth for the last couple of years, and here we go again. There's a shortage of the red jalapenos, and uh, the number one brand of Sriracha, the uh, Hoi Fong Sriracha. Yeah, that's Apparently, the big one. Apparently, you can't get your hands on it anymore, and it's pushing $50 and above on Amazon, according to the piece in the Atlantic. Now, in the stores I shop in, you know, I see the other brands. I haven't seen them go up in price like that, but who knows? But their supply chain is all messed up, and their supply chain is messed up, not because the trucks aren't rolling, but because the temperatures are so hot. Think about this. The, the temperatures now are so high out in the – uh, parts of the world where they grow these peppers that the peppers can't take it anymore and they're dying. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know how many more signs have to be flashed in front of people's faces 
to, and, you know, we're going through the five stages here of climate change. And we have a, a huge percentage of people that, that can't even acknowledge the problem. Step one, if you don't want to acknowledge the problem, you know, we can't even get to two, three, four, and five, of course. Um, Michigan cherries, see ya. Florida citrus, that's been a couple years, right? Well, they had, yes, yeah, this like year, that, yeah. this year in particular, they had one of the worst crops they've ever had. Uh, this is a minor crop. It, it won't affect, uh, you know, very many people. Rice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Because the floods and the heat waves around the world, that messes up rice. Half the world is their main source of food. Um, so, of course, we're telling you this so that you run to the store and get your sriracha while there's still some left. Time to hoard it, right? terrible terrible uh you know the it's like jew face it just keeps coming back <laughs> you can't get rid of it <laughs> jew face jew face is a chronic uh, condition right, right. <laughs> if it occurs in you for more than six days go see your doctor yeah that's funny you know we got we got to get a take from barbara streisand on jew face because, you know, they told her when she was, you know, 14, you yeah. need to get a nose job. Okay. And she said, fuck you. I'm Barbara Streisand. Fuck you. And she said that at 14. Yeah. And, and she, in fact, she went and she got a, a surgery to make it bigger. So fuck that's, all you That's exactly right. Yeah. Of course. Thank you. Uh, and, 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 and as you know, as you know, she was washed up by 18. No one ever heard of her again. Yeah. She's done. I'm never. Yeah. Barbara who? Yeah. Uh, Jesus. Let's do. Um, you want two big bears? Yeah, let's do two big bears. Why not? That's a little. You know that is that's that's stock market talk. I know you love uh, stock market talk. You know, I was just listening. Uh, there's there's if you listen to the Lincoln Project um, podcast, they've got Ron and Santa from uh, CNBC on there, and he's got some he's got some thoughts about the whole doom and gloom and how the American economy is doing. All right, your two uh, big bears right now. I don't think they're all in as big bears. So this is kind of cheap hype. Uh, you got Michael Burry. He's the big short guy. He's the big short guy. Yeah. Uh, he's he's gone out and spent uh, a bunch of money to uh, buy, I guess, close to $2 billion worth of uh, put options against the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. Now, he's not putting down $2 billion, okay, because no. he's using options. But, but he's making right. the bet. He's saying it, it could happen. And then the other one is uh, a young up-and-comer named Warren Buffett. Uh, <laughs> they put out their little report last Saturday, and Warren Buffett sold for his company, I guess, about $8 billion. And uh, they cut down on uh, purchasing back their own stock, which is an indication that they're not quite as optimistic. Um that's pretty minor stuff in the overall. And, and by the way, this is old news. You don't find this out until several months until, after they've done it. So who knows? And, you know, it's uh, not like Warren Buffett dumped all of his Apple stock. He's the biggest. He's the biggest holder of Apple stock in the world. OK. He's got yeah, a- no. Yeah, he's not. He's still going long on that. So everything seems to be OK. Uh, well, he, he's uh, holding it because because Kramer says don't trade it. Just own it. Okay. Well, God, I mean, I, 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 Kramer, Kramer gets a lot of stuff right. Uh, yeah. 
I, I don't, again, I don't, I'm not as smart as these people are. I haven't traded stocks like these people have. Um, but I, I just know, and I've been studying and reading as you have all of this stuff all year long. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh my God. Recession, 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 recession. Like Larry Summers was I, that, that piece that somebody was writing. I can't remember that piece was in the times and it said that Larry Summers was screaming that it was going to take like two years of seven and a half percent unemployment in order to, to right the ship, in order to get things back in order and take care of inflation. And uh, which would mean, obviously, that starting right now, the American economy would have to enter the darkest times we've ever seen, not only in our lives, but in anybody's lives. <laughs> and and I, I just go back to that thing that you said a million times that you picked up from somebody. Nobody's no, nobody knows nothing. Nobody knows nothing about this shit. Well, uh, no, nobody knows nothing. But, you know, you can look and see, well, you know, what's the trend? The trend is right now. And here's here's a brilliant thought. Inflation seems to be receding, but it's going up. No, I think it's fair. Which is actually true. And uh, so, therefore, you don't know. And because the most visible signs for most Americans are what the price of gasoline is, what the price of food is, the price of things they have to pay for every day, which still seem to be going up. It doesn't matter what the statistics are. It doesn't matter what Bidenomics is. It doesn't yeah. matter what the unemployment rate is. It does not matter if I don't feel like I'm doing better, then I don't give a shit what the pundits on TV are saying. And I don't care what politicians are trying to tell me because I'm going to believe my own eyes and ears. So, uh, well, it's the famous question, isn't it? I mean, it's the old Reagan era question. If you look now, and you, is, your, is my family doing better than it was four years ago? And it, there are a lot of people. I think they're being. Completely uh, I would not want to ask that question right now, running for for office. I think it's not a good question. I, I think it. I think it's a good question. I think in twenty twenty four it'll be an even better question because we'll be entering, looking at you four years ago being twenty twenty, the dark days of everybody having to stay home. And a lot of things changing in America. So I think it'll be a great question to ask, especially next year. I don't know why you. Well, you in that case, I, it won't be allowed to be asked. Remember, it only <laughs> is allowed to be asked when a Republican benefits from it. I know that you, I'm, I'm tired of these. Uh, I'm tired of these these rules that that say that somehow you can't trumpet economic success because eh, next week things might be bad. So stop doing that. No, let's do what they do. Let's, I'm not saying that we do the thing that, that Donald Trump did every time they hire two more people at Donald G Dollar General in fucking Smyrna, Georgia, that you yeah. celebrate it and act well, like. But I am saying that, that these are under, I mean, objectively, Brad, the Biden economic record is really, really good, particularly when you put it in the context of the rest of the world. It's really good. And we've right. got two and a half that, plus that's years. That's true. I know that's true, but here we go again. I don't care what it's like in France. I don't care what it's like in it. Now, uh, do you so care you, about you the? Get, the do you, you don't get to compare it to the rest of the world. Okay. Well, do you get to that, care? What that, about? Can, can you compare it to fifty years ago? Because that's the last time we had an unemployment rate that was this low. Is that okay? No, because nobody cares about fifty years ago. <laughs> nobody nobody they does. Care, they care like if, if something does. hasn't happened and, and in fifty but, years. But, 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 but Joe Biden himself, President Joe Biden finally said the quiet part out loud which we were all saying in one form or another when it was labeled the inflation reduction act which was the worst titling of a piece of legislation very orwellian 
Yeah. You knew it wasn't going to reduce inflation. But what has what it was for? What has it done? But what it's done is the, very the, good. The, but you can't feel it and you can't see it yet. If <sighs> if bridges are going to be built, if roads are going to be built, if a transition to a cleaner energy economy is going to occur, that's off in the future. You can't see that. You can't feel that. All you know. And even Joe Biden said this was a bad idea to call it that because it's not an inflation reduction piece of legislation. It's about building the future. And you can't call it the Building the Future Act. And they need a Joe fucking Manchin's vote. You heard this? They need a Joe fucking Manchin's vote to get this through. And he insisted, in effect, it would be called this. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, they had to have his vote. It's never I'm um, I'm just I'm I'm really tired of this. Boy, we got to fight these guys in the streets and we got to fight them and we, this is for democracy. We can't use that. Well, we can't use that. No, don't use that. I'm 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 really tired of that. They get to use every tool in the book. They get to use it, it's like an ECW Extreme Championship ma- wrestling match where they get to what? use tables and chairs and screwdrivers and they get to use shovels and rakes and they get to use uh, cheese graters and we got to stand there and not do anything. I think that's what, bullshit. You- yeah, you, you want to talk about dredging up shit from the, the, the filthiest drain in your house. I'm going to do it for you right now. It's called Newt Gingrich. Yeah. And, and I swear this is true. In a country that has a state called Ohio, where just, what, 10 days ago, the voters didn't take the bait. They oh, didn't yeah. fall for the bullshit of That's the Republicans. Right. That's right. And they voted no on turning the 50% threshold to pass a referendum by the voters into the beloved 60% that's used in the U S Senate. Wow. We need 60% everywhere, right? Yeah. They didn't great. fall for that in order to, to, uh, 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 put abortion in the Ohio constitution as a right forever. The Republican, they, and it didn't work. Okay. So here comes Newt Gingrich. I believe he said this yesterday and, uh, you pay close attention to this and, you know that one of the most fearful things for Trump and all those dopes who have been indicted in Georgia is that there is going to be no possibility of a pardon for them for all the reasons. And you've heard it explained a hundred times now. We know, okay, every person on TV acts like they're, they're putting out brand new news for the first time. No, in Georgia, the governor can't pardon people. There's a, a, a group of, of, of people who are independently yeah, uh, appointed and a, a you have to serve five years right. of your sentence. Okay we, right. okay, we know all that. So what does Newt Gingrich do? Newt Gingrich, who, remember, was a congressperson in Georgia. I don't know whether that was the old Marjorie Taylor Greene district or not. It's not important. But Newt Gingrich suggests very quickly that the Georgia legislature changed the law to make it possible for a governor to pardon people so that Donald Trump could be pardoned if he's convicted in Georgia. Now, is that ever going to get to first base? I don't know. But the fact that you'd even go there, go there. Yeah. It, it, it tells you Everything about these people—they're always moving the goalposts. When the law doesn't work for them, what do they do? Yeah, let's 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 change the law to favor us. It's just a way to 
going going back to the economy though it's just exceptionally frustrating because this economy does have its challenges but it is working and this is the shocking thing it's working for the middle and the lower class those are the folks that are seeing gains certainly the rich are getting richer that's been happening for a while there are certain things that are baked into our economy that are not joe biden's fault that are pitfalls for example if you if you're doing okay in life and you get sick yeah, that's not his fault. In fact, he helped do something about that. To be fair, this economy is doing really, really well. You're seeing a lot of uh, – our region in particular, this is anecdotal, we're seeing some of the best economic news in the past two or three years that we've seen in decades around here, Brad. You know this to be true. And I, I don't understand how it is that they always get to tell that story, but every time the cycles show – Democratic presidents are better for business, better for the stock market, better for the economy, economy, better for unemployment, all the way around. You can talk about every time they talk about Clinton. Oh, all Clinton did was he he was just there when the internet started being a big thing, and he just stood around and that thing built up around him. Well, I think the internet started to, did a lot of stuff under the Bush administration. He ends up with the shittiest record uh, since I don't know the '30s. Every single time you have a Democratic president in in office. All of the metrics, no matter what you want to look at, show that the economy does better under Democratic presidents. But we can't say that. We can't do that because that's not right. The American people don't feel it, and they can't understand it. You forgot the ace in the hole, though, that the Democrats have, which is that the Republicans have no plan. They never, never have a plan. No, no there's the a plan. Only plan. The only plan they have, and you know what it is, it's called yes. cutting taxes on rich for people. wealthier people that's and for exactly businesses right. so that it trickles down to the little people. and. It doesn't matter how many times that's disproven. Every time. Every we, time. we got to go back to the well. Now, with that in mind, everything you're saying has much more of an opportunity to, if packaged and sold correctly to the American people in the context of a presidential race and on the uh, local level, you know, for instance, where we are in, in North Carolina, I don't know how the election is going to be in 2024 because I don't know whether the redistricting that's been done to uh, fuck things up is going to hold or whether it's going to change back or it's going to stay as it has been. Um, but it's... I, I wish... I wish that in 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 a, in a more fair world, um, the numbers that you speak of, the overall economic atmosphere that the United States presents to itself and the world, which is a lot better than everywhere else, it really is. Although I believe in the uh, first half of the year, the United States was only the eighth best stock market. If you want to go by that, oh, there were seven, oh no. seven countries ahead of us. Oh no. Um, that's kind of a thin way to, yeah. to put it. But um, the problem is going to be if, and, and this is terrible, but it's true. If growth gets out of control and we get too much of it, and the gross domestic product, the GDP, according to, I believe, is it Morgan Stanley or Bank of America, could jump up to 5%. That's going to be inflation, Britt, and that's going to be more high interest rates. And it's going to be suddenly not, 
you know, five percent interest rates. Mortgages aren't going to be at seven. They're going to be at nine. They're going to be at ten, and it's going to be trouble. And well, you're yeah, not going to be able to say, "Aren't things great?" The GDP went up five percent. That's yeah. never. It's that's not how people live. People don't live on the gross domestic product number that comes out and is on Bloomberg News. They don't live that way. They're going to see that the price of everything is going back up again. So not only is not not only can Joe Biden be a victim of the economy not doing well enough, he can also be a victim of it being too being too good. That is that is correct. Oh, that sounds completely fair. That's not, it's that not sounds... a question of fair. It's not a question of fair. Wait, and wait, by the so... way, you're going to have a fucking demagogue acting oh. as if if he was in charge, there wouldn't be five percent growth. What would it be, Don? Twenty and a half. Twenty would, and a half. Would, would we go back to twenty percent interest rates like we had? In in uh, 1984, you want I, that I mean, back? What you're saying yeah. is 100% correct as far as like those interest rates, and they end up being an extra. It ends up being a tax on the American people. You can see it in that way. But at least it was something that was natural, and it was not created by Donald Trump in terms of, I don't know, uh, uh, putting putting tariffs on people. They don't ever see that as raising taxes like he did. He was throwing tariffs all over the place, which raised the price of goods for everybody. Well, it's so, because he lies about it. He he is out there lying and say that saying that he gave all this money to our great farmers. <laughs> farmers didn't do shit. They got nothing. Right. They got pennies on the dollar and you fucked them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't and, matter. And, it, it, doesn't matter. But as long as, you know, the guy who grows corn, he's got like 50 acres or whatever in, in Iowa. He thinks that Donald Trump's going to keep his kid from getting his dick cut off. I guess that's going to be, I, I'm voting for that guy. That's the guy. to be said for that. It's just, a, it's the dumbest shit. I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize it again. This dementia-ridden guy that they continue to talk about who doesn't – he can't walk two steps without plant, face planning. He can't even ride a bike. It's an impressive record in two and a half fucking years. That act that you hate the name of has done incredible things. We've seen infrastructure in this country and investment in it that is unbelievable. That CHIPS Act is unbelievable. Uh, the, the stuff that he's done to have Medicare be able to um, negotiate prices – with pharmaceutical companies, which the Republicans are trying to peel back. They're trying to get rid of that. It's stunning. In two and a half years, he's done so much for being a doddering old fool, again, who doesn't even have the motor skills of a one-year-old, <laughs> if you if you listen to the critics. I'm, and I'm not saying he's the greatest president of all time. That's a stupid metric. I don't even know who the – because everybody's got their own uh, mindset of what they think the greatest is. But at two and a half years in, there are very few presidents that have accomplished this much stuff that this guy has. I'll make that statement. There's very few on that list that have been able to do what he's been able to do that is objectively impressive and good for the country. And they, he's even got Republicans to vote for stuff. He's got, and the stuff they didn't vote for, they acted like they did, as you've seen many, many times.